Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Uh, it's another great day to be with everyone. Father Jason here. Coach McKenna here, and it's always a great day. You know, and Coach, as we find ourselves in this time period after Pentecost, after the celebration of the Holy Spirit coming upon us, I thought it would be great to take a moment to reflect on uh, John chapter 14, verses 18 through 21, where we're told, I will not leave you desolate. Another translation says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. I thought that was a great way to kind of just kind of start our show today because we recognize, you know, as the bishop loves the translation, I will not leave you orphans. And so the Holy Spirit is sent. It's a really powerful image when we think about that aspect, that God will never abandon us no matter what. And, and I think that, you know, is so true because, you know, in my own life and everything and what we talk to our athletes and the Catholic Athletes of Christ is that I wake up every day knowing he's right next to my side and he's always with me. Um, on the way over, I was thinking about, you know, we were talking about, certain things and everything, and, and I guess thinking on the way over is that one of the things I always like is, you know, sometimes we think God abandoned us because we don't get what we want. We'll, we'll pray and everything, but then I always go back to Garth Brooks has a song, Unanswered Prayers. You know, maybe, maybe that isn't the best thing for you. He knows what's good for you, and he's always with you, and, and I think that's important to know, and if you, you can really grasp that, get that, in, you know, and get that in your heart, your life becomes so much easier. Yeah, and I think that that really becomes the key. And I think in the RSV translation, with that use of the word desolate for the translation, I think emphasizes that idea that life is different when when you recognize Christ's presence. And I think that's the whole aspect. You know, so we, we, we're told, we're taught, and Jesus tells us that he's always going to be present to us, that he won't leave us desolate, that he won't leave us orphans. But we're also reminded in that same set of verses that that we have to be able to understand who he is, to recognize him, and to look towards him in order to be a part of that that loving embrace that he's offering. And, and I think it's important not only embrace him, but talk to him. Uh, you know, talk with him, talk to him. Um, but I, I talk to him all the time, and, and you know, and I'm kind of weird, you know, and I, I, the way I pray and everything, you know, uh, yeah, I will pick up the Bible and everything, but there's nothing wrong with just having that conversation because he is your friend. He, he walks with you all the time. And, you know, I, I'll go back to years ago, years ago when, when I was a police officer. You know, there were many situations that I was involved in. You know, you put yourself at 4 o'clock in the morning in a dark warehouse knowing there's somebody else in there with you. And, you know, man, I'll tell you what, you know how good it felt to know that, 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 that I had Jesus right next to me? And there was somebody with me. And there's a little bit of a power to that, too. You know, and it's not a cocky power or anything. But I, but I think it's important that if everything else was taken away from me, you know what? It's going to be okay because I've got him in my corner. And I think you, you led into some of the recent news that has been on. And 
You know, there was one news story where they were talking about how the suicide rate in California uh, during this time of coronavirus was greater than the number of suicides across the state for the entire last calendar season of 2019, which is just alarming. But in another story, there was they were talking about how uh, anxiety levels, four out of every 10 Americans right now have anxiety and stress and are suffering from loneliness in light of this time of coronavirus. And I think one of the things that's important if we find ourselves feeling lonely is to remember that Christ is there and that we need to enter into that relationship. You know, it's funny you talk about California because uh, my daughter lives out in California and and my son-in-law is a great human being, great Catholic. And, you know, I know he believes in all the right things, but he's going through frustration right now with his job and everything. There's that unknown. Right. And, you know, and, and, and I guess it, when you're younger, as you get older, sometimes the unknown doesn't scare you as much, you know, because I, I, I feel really secure that, you know, that I have Jesus in my corner. But I'll tell you what, it's got to be tough for these people, and especially people who don't—I feel bad for the people who live by themselves. Oh, especially. You know, especially. Um, because if you, you don't have Jesus to talk to, who do you talk to? You know, and that's the thing. And then you start watching too much TV, too much Internet and everything, and you start believing some of the stuff you have on there. And it's no wonder everybody gets all warped out and everything. Um, and, and that's what, you know, uh, scares me about this whole thing and everything. Uh, you, know, I, you know, we've been talking about this off air and everything. I think it's time for people to go out and make their own decisions, do their own thing. And, you know, and you take care of yourself, you know, but, but you— You've got to take care of yourself first, but you got to have that foundation of faith. And I, I and I, I, I ask people, you know, I can't beg you, but go out, go out and dig into the Bible, um, develop your foundation, take this time and develop that foundation of faith. Because I'll tell you what, it'll make you a stronger person when you come out of this. Absolutely, and it goes right back to that passage um, that I pulled from from John fourteen. Is you know, he who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. And what does it mean to love God but to follow the commandments, which begins with us having that relationship with God and a right relationship with others. That's what love is all about, according to Scripture. And so it's important for us to recognize that when we're feeling lonely, when we're feeling uh, desolate, when we're feeling that emptiness in light of the uncertainty of our lives, especially during coronavirus, when there's so many uncertainties, we don't know a lot of what might unfold, um, you know, in the months ahead, that, that we have to be open to Christ. We have to have, take that time for that relationship, spend time in prayer, you know, go to live stream Mass. God willing, soon we'll be able to be back in church to go to Mass and to receive the sacraments. Uh, but until then, it's important for us to nurture our, our faith by spending that time in prayer and getting to know Jesus. Well, getting to know Jesus, um, you know, I, I always compare um, Jesus to being married, and uh, please follow me on this. Is um, I've been married a long time, and my wife is my best friend. You know, of course, you know me, you know my wife and everything. Well, uh, why is that any different than my relationship with Jesus? Before I have that, uh, you know, the relationship of what he did, what you know, who he is, he is my best friend. And if you get into it that way, that he is your best friend, um, it makes things a lot easier. I think we make things too difficult in life. Um, you I know, completely agree with you there, Coach. I, I just think we read into stuff and everything. I think, and I and I think the uh, the phones, the internet, and everything has been a big part of that. But I think we were headed that way, and I really believe that's why you know we're kind of in this situation right now. I think God looked down and said, 
man, I got to slow you people down because you're heading in the wrong direction. I know, you know, I've become a better person during this. Um, all around, you know, spiritually, you know, in my work, in my training, with my friendships. Um, I've checked on people that I haven't even, I would be too busy to normally think and check on an old friend and everything. And I think that's important that we go back to basics. Absolutely. And, and with that, we're going to take a short break. And when we return, we'll have Eileen Vernon with us. Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free Domestic Church Media mobile app by downloading and enabling the Domestic Church Media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcast live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate and we are totally listener-supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the dioceses that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you, God love you, and thanks for listening. Eileen, welcome to the show. Eileen, hey, if you were here, Father, how are you? And oh. Eileen, this is Coach McKenna. If you were here, I'd give you a big hug. <laughs> a socially distant hug. Yes, good morning, Coach. It's so wonderful to hear your voices. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. And I, I just want to kind of start off because we've been talking about the value of faith and and getting to know who Jesus is by spending that time in prayer and how pivotal it is, especially as some of these news stories have been coming out about anxiety and depression being dramatically higher in light of the uncertainty of, of this coronavirus, coronavirus time that we find ourselves. And I, I, one of the things I wanted to mention to our viewers was, was how moved the bishop was when he saw the photo that you sent um, of your family gathered around an altar that you had prepared in front of the television uh, with the live stream mass uh, with Father Mike Wallach on it. Um, and I think it was published in the Monitor, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And it was just a neat photo to be able to, to witness life in the sacraments through this distance that we find ourselves. How was that as an experience uh, during this time as a family unit and maintaining that faith and that devotion to the Mass? Right. Well, that picture was Easter Sunday morning, which obviously is so important. Even right. to the people that aren't maybe fa uh, faithful to weekly Mass, you know, you have the Christmas and Easter is always a very uh, crowded and popular Mass for reasons we understand. But that was Easter morning. Um, 
it's the old adage: you 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 don't realize how much you miss how much you miss something until it's gone. Um, and so Easter Sunday uh, was about getting dressed up like they always do, and um, and really Chris and I we had determined the math, we had determined the time, and we left it up to the kids. And they uh, the little ones, um, Kitty, Maeve, and Josie. Uh, put an altar together to rival, you know, St. Peter's there on the square <laughs> and um, lit every every religious item we had in the house, I think, was on the altar and every candle that we owned was lit. Um, and it was just super sweet. And they went out in the back and they picked flowers. I mean, since you can't go out and just you, you just take all this stuff for granted, everything's there. Flowers are there. Church is there. Easter's there. It was uh, really about this is so important to us that we're going to make this happen no matter what. And so it really was the entire family that brought it to life, which was, which was the most beautiful part. I mean, uh, one of the big things that I wanted to talk to you about, and it's a uh, very special time for you because you have some seniors graduating from high school and everything. How has this yes. whole um, Corona thing affected uh, them and, you know, the family unit, you know, of um, how has it changed the way you're going to celebrate graduation? Right. Well, we, we celebrate graduation this Saturday in some form of a drive up and sort of a walkthrough at Notre Dame, as you know. So we'll be there Saturday morning with bells on and the kids pick up their cap and gowns Friday. But I have to say, I think Kitty pointed out last night that we have been in quarantine longer than we will be on summer break. So when you think about it in those terms, it, it, sometimes it feels like it was that long, sometimes it doesn't. But in the beginning, it was this just kind of calm before the storm, almost like that Christmas Eve feel where everybody was just kind of nestling in, getting what they needed, uh, waiting. And um, But then it changed. It changes weekly. And the kids have had their share of, of breakdowns. And we always put things in perspective. and. Um, it has been a rebirth. It's been a recalibration. It's been a reset. They're allowed to have their breakdowns, but then they have to get it back together, like put it in perspective. And it got real perspective when a month ago we were going over to my mother's nursing home and doing sidewalk shows with the kids and some of the magical kids were coming over and they were singing to the seniors that had been in lockdown since the first weekend of March. And um, a month ago, my mom, they, they finally, they ended up with the coronavirus in the memory care unit. And my mom has Alzheimer's and everybody in there, is, uh, they're Alzheimer's patients. And uh, a, a, about a half a dozen people were sent to the hospital. My mother was one of them with double pneumonia. Obviously, you know, you can't go into the hospitals right now. It was very stressful. It was very uh, scary. But she's sturdy stock Irish. And for some reason, she was negative to COVID. Um, she aspirated on her food. A lot of them were just sedated to try and calm them all down uh, wow. and um, keep them in their rooms which Irish people don't, don't usually do that. Um, they need sedation. And so um, she discharged to us a month ago. And so if it wasn't in perspective then, Coach, it is now because we're kicking, we're screaming, we're punching, we're hitting. We're, we're, um, and I don't, and I'm, I'm not saying the family. I'm saying my mom. She doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know what's going on. And it has been a family effort to adjust to her in the house about safety it's about her um it's about not having the freedom that she had in there so we're all managing together and boy that keeps it in perspective you know in the giving you receive when you're doing and worrying about someone else they all really forgot about worrying about graduation now abby was in there last night 
taping for the spring concert. And she said the, the Beauty and the Beast set, it was like it stood still in time. Everything was there, the towels, the blankets, the costumes. It just stood still in time. And for her to go in and sing her final senior solo, and she was able to dress up as Mrs. Potts and sing one more time because Mr. G wow. put all this beautiful things together for Thursday night's concert uh, online. Um, when she was done, she looked at him, and she, she was done with her senior solo. She was the last one, and she looked at him. She said, oh, that's it, isn't it? And he said, Abby, that's, that's it. And so for that, she walked out to her car. And it, it's, a, it's obviously very different. No ceremony. Uh, it's not ceremonial. You haven't been able to be with your friends. We're extraordinarily blessed that we have a big family. The kids have had each other. Uh, and, and they have technology. They've had this in their hands since birth. They can Zoom. Sean games with his buddies at night. They all talk. They can, they're Zooming at school. So they're not alone. But, um, you know, anxiety in our house isn't long-lasting <laughs> because there's always something to do. And we did a sign-up genius in our own home for chores and for meals and for cleanup uh, because it's the first time probably since all the, since they were all five and under that we've all been home like this for a period of time. I think that's one of the, the sad parts about actually what all the graduates are experiencing right now is that it's almost like they're walking off into the distance in utter silence. Because in silence, no all, closure. all of that mm-hmm. excitement, all of that closure that really kind of brings the four years in high school to a conclusion of being able to share that, the emotional highs and lows that happen in the hallways and, and being able to say the goodbyes to people that, you know, teachers and so on. All of that's been taken away, sadly. And, and so, you know, as, as Abby did her final senior solo and, but in silence, you know, in, in regard, there's no one around. It's, it's really, it's almost surreal and strange because it's, it's so utterly unique to, to this class, to this generation that, I mean, hopefully, God willing, no one else has to experience this in our lifetime. But, you know, it, it's sad that they've been deprived of a fundamental experience of growing up. And it's funny, well, you were talking about they, being yeah. scared, though, when I, and, uh, and I, I brought this up to Father on one of the other shows. Is right before this hit, I had been in the hospital, and right when it hit, the last three right. days I was in, they sent Cheryl, my daughter had come home from California, and they, wouldn't, they, they kicked all the visitors out. And that's scary. It was scary to me because now all that's of right. a sudden, I'm used to being pampered a little bit by you know, my daughters, my wife, and everything. And they always <laughs> look over me and everything. And all of a sudden, I was on my own. And uh, I'll tell right. you what, that was a new feeling to me. Um, and, yep. and, and it was different. So I can understand how people get scared. And the people on the outside, my wife was even more scared because now she can't be right there with me. So right. I, I, I totally understand right. that. Right. But now, I, think I, I have to ask yeah. you a question because this is one of the things that in talking with some of our alumni from the high school um, is becoming a central conversation piece. And, and you see it occasionally on the news as well that a number of students are electing to not go to fall semester in light of a number of the universities and colleges already stating that they will be doing uh, cyber learning in light of the poor quality, unfortunately, that some of the schools have had with with transitioning. Uh, Right. So what kind of conversations have you had in light of having, you have obviously Libby's at Fordham, and then you have, um, you know, Abby and Sean heading off. Uh, what has been your experience with that whole process? What have you learned from the colleges? And Yes. So uh, Ob- Libby was um, coming home for um, Abby's play. The uh, Beauty and the Beast at Notre Dame happened opening weekend, thank God. 
but she was coming for the second. So she was doing a semester abroad. And I just said, just pack your things just in case whatever this virus is. We're not worried about it, but we're at that time. Uh, but pack your things. You can always just bring back what you need when you go back. So thank God she did that. A lot of people didn't. And all their stuff is still over in, in Europe. And I will tell you that Fordham handled that so beautifully. And whatever whatever school, whatever university, whatever high school gets this right will be the model for everyone else because there is nothing. But Fordham has been extremely, um, they've been communicating. They've been extremely transparent about, obviously, everything's changing. And they're, the new word now for colleges is hybrid, which, which means that they will be doing some virtual learning and it's some classroom learning on campus. Now, Libby will be going into her junior year. She has a job on campus. She has a lot of responsibility. We will do whatever Fordham says. These two going into, Abby chose the Stiles, Sean chose Fairfield, and um, they're not being, um, they're not communicating as much with the incoming freshmen because I think they're terrified. I will tell you, like Coach said and Coach Clancy said, everything's back on the table. Sean's hearing from these football coaches we heard from six months ago, you know, and all of a sudden everybody's calling again. I think they're losing spots. I think they're, the, the enrollment's probably very sketchy right now because everyone doesn't know what to do. But this hybrid, my sister-in-law teaches um, at a, one of the prep schools in, in Princeton, and she said that they've already been told in the fall they will have staggered learning. Some kids will stay home Tuesdays and Thursdays. There won't be more than 10 kids in the classrooms. So if they're already setting up a model like this, you know the colleges are going to have to follow I will tell you probably, you know, Abby will do whatever it is um, that the sales is saying. Uh, Sean has already said if it's going to be virtual learning from my um, dorm room, I'll stay home and work with that and do things online and, and chip away and take, you know, what people are calling a gap year, but not a gap year from schooling. He'd still have to keep, it, keep up with some schooling and some credits. But uh, he thinks, you know, he would rather maybe just get some hands-on experience and intern with his own dad than go off and sit in a, a dorm room and online. Makes no sense. Oh, he could so, travel, backpack through Europe with a computer and then just sign on from wherever he is. <laughs> and and have more of, of a <laughs> – gain more in your lessons and your daily learning of, of history and culture than you would in a dorm room um, and not being able to be in the classroom down the, down the road. So it's a wait and see. You know, we, we never really get ahead of ourselves. We, we, we as a family see the silver lining in this. We see the blessings. We see the grace at home. It's been a reset button. We talked about at dinner the other night. In three months, we would have been in Ireland at Worlds. We would have been in Nashville. We would have been in Florida at the Magical Trip, planning graduation parties and, every, and prom and all the craziness. I can't even imagine that we would have fit that in in a 70-day period. But that's what was on the agenda. That's what's been on the agenda. And to just hit that reset button and have those conversations again as a family and reconnect. I mean, we were the last ones on a couple of the kids' lists to, to be together um, and really set up that central home because you didn't have a choice of, you know, daily rosary and dinners and just simple things, simple things. It has been such a blessing, and that's the silver lining. To get ahead of ourselves and have anxiety about school and everything, we are trying to just, we know this isn't, we know this isn't a chastisement from God. This is man-made, and he's allowed it to happen. Now we just trust in him that we do the right thing, and we listen to the messages, and we see what it is we're being called to do in this time. Um, 
and it's been difficult, but we, we all have each other. For the people that don't have, that, that's who I worry about. That's who we pray about. That's who we, we pray for. And the power of prayer is, is just incredible. And, and that's what we realize sometimes we've, that's the only thing we've been able to do. So, um, so it, it's definitely been overall, um, yes, there's anxiety, but we, we just don't worry about the things we have no control over. And in the fall, we'll make those decisions. Um, you know, obviously everyone has put their deposits down and that's that, but we'll, we will take this as it comes. We, we don't worry about, we don't worry too much about tomorrow. You know, we, we do what we're called to do today. And um, it's, we're probably not the norm, but that's, that's how we, that's how we roll at the Vernons. And, um, you know, we just try and do whatever we can and do our part from where we are, because a lot of their friends are reaching out. This weekend was tough. Our friend, Father Jeff, uh, we met him down at the shore for mass. We had, we've missed him. He's missed us. Um, and then just our little friends that were down at the shore, all of a sudden you're, you're up to 35 people. And so it, it, it's like, at what point are we all just going to be, I mean, with the nicer weather, it's going to be impossible. Uh, it is going to, it, it is going to be a challenge. Eileen, we're running to the end of our show. We have about a minute left and okay. just wanted to get your insight of, of what you would like to, you know, give advice wise to uh, families out there that are kind of struggling to find that balance in this on time of uncertainty with, you know, some of the breakdowns that they might be experiencing with their own children and, and some of the right. challenges with that transition to, to the unknown with college and everything else. Uh, what, what would be your advice to them? You just put your faith in God, and you go through old pictures, and you reconnect on any level with your child that you can, and you do the simple things in life. You go for a walk, you plant your garden, but you, you clean out the closets, and you, and you reminisce. The, the, the most fun we've had is bringing up all the old stories and putting in the old movies, and just doing that and not worrying, but also any way you can to service others any way you can and that takes you out of yourself and your worry amen to that amen to that you know how much i love you dear thank you for coming yeah. on the show i love you both too god bless you thanks be for blessed. All and coach do you have a final challenge for us yeah the challenge is find an old friend um dial their number call them today make sure they're okay check in on everybody Let, let's get through this together because you know what together we can get through anything you know, especially as those who are isolated, feeling that loneliness, reaching out is going to make a big difference. And until next time, God bless.